Hello and welcome back to Black O'Cotch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the second episode in the Netflix series Mindhunter. This episode was written by Joe Penhall and directed once again by David Fincher. I gave it a 10 out of 10. It was definitely a better pace than the first episode. Uh, I had some genuine laugh out loud moments between our characters. I love the rather instantaneous chemistry between Tension Ford. Uh, Holden reminds me of the other Holden that I adore and who's pudding from The Expanse. So a uh, little nostalgic on this particular character. They have a lot of similarities. So it was a lot of fun seeing his naivete a little bit but also his eagerness and his uh ambition and and kind of his risk-taking versus the more seasoned ford who uh not ford tench who is much more tactical but still supportive kind of like a father and son relationship and i really like the introduction of Kemper I think uh just one episode in Connie or Cameron Britton is murdering it I have seen uh, the Ed Kemper documentary series I have watched uh some of his live interviews he is a very interesting intellectual person so seeing him portrayed in this fashion uh, i love what they're doing here so we start in a rather kind of isolated incident within the episode in wichita kansas where a man named dennis is not too happy to see one of his co-workers in his drawer looking for the replacement electrical tape and that if you want a replacement you're gonna have to bring the empty roll he's like are you serious dennis and dennis face says he is dead serious i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna come into your house one night while you're asleep i'm gonna cut your throat this isn't a joke you're gonna die and that is all we got from that so <laughs> curious to see how that uh turns out Tension for then go to San Francisco, California, where he is in the car asking uh, Tench to get an interview with Charles Manson, who's 30 miles away. He's like, are you fucking crazy? What, what's, what's up with you? Last week he was, oh, this is out of my league. And now you're like, I got a feeling. Put your faith in the light. Doesn't matter. Getting access to Manson is not going to happen. It's too fresh. It's too raw. It's also around the same time that the BTK killer that we see on the news in the background is uh, being discussed his crimes. As they or Tench is doing a lecture, I was dying on this scene as... He's talking to one of the local police officers who's like, and I know this guy. Where do I know him from? I just saw him in something. Oh, you know what it is? 
uh he's because he's missing the beard but he was in ozark that's where i knew i knew i was gonna think of his name some uh well i don't know his actual name but i know the character actor but this he just had me floored he's like so you gotta talk to ed kemper because you're not gonna talk to charles manson he's called the co-ed killer because guess what he killed his grandparents went to a mental institute got out of the mental institute (laughs) killed these college girls then had sex with their dead bodies oh and he also killed his mother and uh basically gave her uh fellatio (laughs) and holden could not contain his absolute squee Bella is not down with it and I love the the innocent look that Holden puts on his face like come on no please please but but please (laughs) he very much is a kid in a candy store it's like I have all these noble ideas just listen to me you go talk to the serial killer who's probably not going to tell you anything and I'm going to go play golf all by myself on the green because that sounds fun nope the conversation between them in the hotel room first and foremost the montage of them just traveling all over some good music in this episode and the difference between them is spectacular you have holden who's kind of a ryan seacrest (laughs) cookie cutter i think i've used that terminology already he's very square and then you have bill who's 44 overweight uh, just in the hotel room in his boxers (laughs) and a complete comfort smoking and drinking all of the time they have to continue to get tums for all of the diner food i guess it's not fast food that they have been eating i'm like i've never taken tums a day in my life is it just because i don't eat very high processed food my mother's always trying to tell me that i eat unhealthy and i'm like i don't know where you get this information based on walking in my house and seeing two bags of chips you don't know me <laughs> clearly someone's been re-watching rick and morty so when he gets there um oh back to the hotel room because i keep forgetting my favorite part is when he put the gun on he's like what are you doing they're not gonna let you have a gun in there why not uh because <laughs> He's going to take it from you and blow your fucking brains out. He thinks he needs it because the guy is so bad for self-defense. And as soon as he gets there, the dude's like, yeah, so hand over your badge and your gun. Also sign this consent form that says that the government is not liable if your ass gets killed. What did he say? He meets with Kemper and he is surprised by how easily accessible he is, how he is very talkative how he is into intuitive as well he's like you're not sleeping very well yeah i haven't have you had breakfast do you like an egg sandwich because i'm gonna get you an egg sandwich then he walks over he's like hey 
Hey, the the guard. Can I get the one guy around so he can get us something to eat for breakfast? <laughs> he very much takes over the interviews. Like you, they said you wanted my help for like what? Oh, research stuff. What kind of research stuff? Uh, I'm not sure what I need from you, but you are very much aware of the fact that you have done terrible things. And it's very much like the the true Kemper, Ed Kemper, and that he, he brings up a lot of interesting things in the interview. I didn't write everything down. I didn't write any notes down this episode, but some of the big takeaways I got was the fact that he is uh, not of the opinion that being incarcerated is any good for him he thinks that he should be lobotomized it's like what do you mean lobotomized he thinks that that is the best option because there are at least 35 serial killers out there in the united states right now that are just like him and you recall from the conversation at the bar that they never suspected ed kemper as being their guy they were aware of the murders how many did he kill i think four or five women before he ended up killing his mom and his mom's friend i know that much from the the case file itself i'm not sure if it was mentioned in the episode but failing that he thinks he should be murdered by torture which is a pretty you know not uh victimizing way of looking at his his predilection his crime in tune with his intellect so it throws it throws holden off because that's not what he expected to see he thought this was going to be a lust killing and the further he talks with him especially the second time he goes back after talking with girlfriend debbie who gives him some pointers about how to get someone to open up and speak with you he's like are you showing me woman's wiles right now (laughs) he is so flabbergasted i think ed calling him a virgin is hilarious and bill is right why are you telling him about your 24 year old girlfriend and the fact that you just uh were such a nerd and didn't get any and then you started getting a lot of it uh or you thought in college you would start getting a lot of it because girls go for a badge and then he's got this girl that is like showing him all of the things in the world right now turning him out she had him going down on her telling him exactly where to go left right i will say that is um i'm sure that mm, i feel as if there's enough porn hub for you to figure that shit out without me needing to give you directions because that's just weird that you're talking into my vagina i don't know about you but that's just how i feel back on topic (laughs) to ed kemper he mentions his crimes very casually you know uh yeah i just chopped their head off and (laughs) took them back home 
he's not putting it together yet holding that this might have something to do with his mother until the end of their second visit there is two really great looks in this episode there are a few standout moments more than a few um the hotel scene being one of them there's a a later scene that's hilarious but there's two particular side eyes that only i think black people can give in this particular side eye manner that had me cackling one was on the plane when bill's like you're not going to go see that motherfucker and the lady looked over like oh, okay we're just going to use this language at 2 p.m and then the second one was the secure or the prison guard when he was like pussy 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 <laughs> he just took the paper down <laughs> gave one look oh so great i love when in shows there's good things going on in the background that if you're not paying attention you miss it nice subtle humor but he's talking about you know his pussy uh, or the pussies that he did not get because he was locked up by his mother and he starts to give him his full entire background about how his mother thought he was uh, disgusting his father had left him uh, or left her she was uh, drunk she was verbally abusive she used to lock him in the basement on a dirty mattress she was always afraid that he would rape her sisters he always had weird habits you know he used to dismember barbie dolls which is a concerning thing but that's when you get your child help not call them a freak and exacerbate the issue of the mental uh, a cycle with the the strange or deviate behavior that's manifesting in his brain but as he kept saying i never thought i was gonna actually do it it was just a game i would play and then i started mutilating animals and then yeah (laughs) it turned out that it continued to escalate and i was able to talk myself out of an institution and he has this line of i turned myself in because i kept waiting for someone to catch me and even the police officers that were talking that had arrested him were stunned because he used to come in he was a likable guy he wanted to become a police officer but they didn't reject him because of his criminal record they rejected him because of his height so he can be self-depreciating he's very charming very charming person and that's what they say about some of these uh one thing these serial killers have in common is this trait of being or coming off as a normal person as someone that you could find yourself in conversation with that's disarming and he even mentions a little bit about studying that particular behavior what would make women comfortable uh then when he starts to go more into his mother that's when you you feel a resentment a hatred there and that's where holding it's the idea that no i think that his crime stems from his relationship or his hatred of his mother 
so he begs begs bill to come with him once again please no i'm not doing this at the same time that this is going on there has been a murder in sacramento the police captain or just one of the detectives not sure uh is wanting their expertise opinion because there was a dog's throat slashed and the woman ended up surviving but she was beaten within an inch of her life they go to interview her he thinks it's off because they killed the dog they think the dog might be the target but then they speak to the woman and she says that the person did smell really bad like they were not washed or they didn't use soap and water they think it's a teenager someone acting out against their mom and i'm curious to know how much information and i think maybe that's going to be addressed in the next episode ed kemper can shed on the profile that they're starting with versus the profile they may develop by talking with him for who this killer could possibly be because a teenager sounds maybe i feel like the teenager would have just killed the dog maybe not her but she like heard something she went out but because of her injury she can't remember anything else about what's happened but there are a lot of kids around in the neighborhood of course the officers in the 70s got to use a lot of racial slurs there's nothing but i won't even say it and blacks over there which makes them believe that the culprit is one or the other so they are going to see what they can possibly get from ed that can assist with the gonzalez case they go back to well first they want to well bill goes on the interview the third interview with kemper bill realizes that holden has continued to be way more personable with the with the interviewee then he should because he's supposed to be objective however and he saw like what's this reconditioned or conditioned term analogy you talking about however let me hear about this this thing about you and your mom he had said something earlier too that women have this thing between their legs that's uh this hole between your legs that every man is trying to get into which gives them this power and i was like oh shit <laughs> this definitely sounds like a evil origin story <laughs> but that is the influences of mothers in the minds of the their young sons hello yes it's meant to be weird and uncomfortable your feelings are correct don't worry i know i keep flip-flopping and this is what happens when you don't take notes but he also in the previous interview had scared the shit out of holden when he started talking about hey so it's really hard to like fuck something in the the neck because there's these tendons (laughs) there's these tendons and he started putting his hands on his neck and then the way in which he just touched his hand oh it was it was great it was great after asking him uh has she let you fuck her her in the ass yet because let me tell you something your dick just slips right into the asshole hold and mess with his tie like my word <laughs> like we really uh we really going here we really all right no problem no problem no problem at all 
but he uh goes into very vivid detail about his hatred of his mother and why he was satisfied and he knew a week before that he was gonna kill her because she told him that i haven't had sex with a man because of you being a murderer or something to that effect and after he cut off her head and you know humiliated her he told her well now you've had sex oh no he didn't that's when bill was like okay look you're on to something we gotta make this shit official they get back to to the offices but shepherd is already pissed off because he found out about the gonzalez case because someone is an idiot and his name is holden and he's always mouthing it off and thus they do not decide to bring up the fact that they've been also interviewing kemper because they are already chewed the hell out however (laughs) holden just shows up at this man's house like hi hi how did you get my address um company personnel so get in the car come on we need to go tell shepherd it's the right time shepherd is not happy to hear this at all he basically threatens or doesn't threaten he says he's going to demote and transfer holden because of his insolence however bill with more seniority comes in pleads his case says look the kid is young naive all of the problems however he worked his butt off i did train him he is on to something i think the biggest line that gets him is how are we to understand how are we to get ahead of crazy if we don't understand it and i think that really did hit home with shepherd this was the other moment that was funny he's like what's the next thing you want to interview is marilyn manson and holden pops in like actually that's in about july and yes i'm coming in and still inserting myself (laughs) when a more conscientious person would keep their ass outside the door and let the seniority officer do his thing he says i like you bill this other one not so much but i do like you i'll give you 10 hours out of your 50 hours a week to work on this but you're going to the basement never mind you're 44 years old there's an elevator also with all the smoking in this generation no wonder the fucking uh that pollution no wonder cancer is so prolific all the carcinogens in the air ugh just disgusting (laughs) absolutely disgusting just too much it's just too much I, i'm not anti a smoker do you i i don't have much right to speak on that at all at all not judging i'm just saying the the rooms of like 40 people smoking in one room just whoo where it's like you're going through five to six packs a day that's uh that's a little much a little much so what else happened in this episode (laughs) uh debbie wants holding to meet her mama and says look my mother judges my boyfriends by how they treat their mother so if you love your mom then she'll love you and clearly she wants them to take the next step 
but i think judging by bill's relationship with the nancy that we've never met that this job in a marriage may not be the best of things because <laughs> he'd be arguing like hell on that phone he always slamming down the receiver so those are not love making phone calls and there you have it episode two of mind hunter if you want to send feedback for our third episode blackoutcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic